So, Dale, I don't know how much you know about therapy, but it usually starts by you telling me a little something about yourself. I thought there'd be couches and Kleenex and shit. Look at me, son. It's not your fault. Do you want to talk about some of those feelings? I love you. Obviously, you don't know me. So how is this supposed to work? You sit, I sit, we talk. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam. And I'm Dr. Fran. Welcome to Freudian Scripts, the podcast where I put your favorite TV shows and movies on the hypothetical couch to take a deeper dive into the way psychology is portrayed. We analyze the way therapy looks in entertainment, discuss the way psychological diagnoses are portrayed, and break down other psychological themes seen on our screens. As a reminder, Freudian Scripts is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your mental professional with any questions and seek care if needed. The content and clips in today's episode will contain explicit language and mature and adult themes. Welcome to this week's Second Opinion mini-session. Many people have heard the term Second Opinion before, and hopefully you all out there have listened to some of our other Second Opinion mini-sessions. But basically, the term Second Opinion is used in the medical field when someone is seeking advice from an expert in the field um, or another provider to make sure that what they hear from the second provider or doctor aligns with what they heard from the first expert. That's why it's called a Second Opinion, just to see, you know, and make sure you feel really comfortable with what's going on. So for our Freudian Scripts Second Opinion sessions, we we share short clips with each other. Try saying that five times fast. <laughs> and we listen to these for the first time together, providing our second opinion on the content of the clip. And we are super excited for today's second opinion. If you've been following along with us, our traditional format is that Dr. Sam and I have each picked out clips based on a specific theme, broad theme, and shared them with each other. But today we're especially excited because we are reacting to clips sent in by listeners. So neither Dr. Sam or I know what clips have been chosen for today. We know generally the movie or TV (laughs) show they've come from. Um, And then our producer, Brandon, curated them and made sure they were ready for us to react in real time on today's episode. So hopefully our listeners are uh, kind and picked some good clips for us to listen to that won't be too challenging. Yes, and they did select clips related to therapy sessions. So we will be seeing characters or people engaging in therapy of some sort. Dr. Fran and I will listen and then in real time react together. So, you know, this time we're I'm not surprising Dr. Fran with a clip, whereas she's only responding. So we'll both be responding to the clips together. We're really uh, looking forward to diving in and seeing what our listeners sent. All right. Are we ready, Dr. Sam? Let's do it. So this clip was submitted by Dr. Christopher Drescher, um, whose name you might recognize because he was actually featured in our Scripter Spotlight series just last month. So we definitely recommend if you haven't already to check out that series where we feature mental health professionals who also happen to be listeners of the podcast. This clip is from the show Portlandia, which I have seen some episodes from, but I have to admit I haven't seen a ton of it. Same. I've seen some clips, you know, um, that were very funny. The good thing about this is it seems like a lot of the sketches are kind of standalone. So you really dive into the scene. So this should be really interesting. Um, And the actors and actresses in Portlandia are very funny. Yeah. And for those who are not familiar with Portlandia, it is, like Dr. Sam alluded to, a sketch comedy show um, similar to kind of like an SNL where each clips usually is standalone. um, And it takes place in Portland, Oregon, hence the name. Hmm. All right. So go ahead, Dr. Fran, play the first clip. And let's see how this therapy shakes out. <laughs> so, Joey, what brings you in today? Um, I live pretty close. I live right there. That's that's my house. Oh. So I saw your <laughs> sign, and it says 
to make an appointment, and then I did. I'm not crazy. I know there's a lot oh, of crazy no. <laughs> people out there, and they. You know, oh, I don't like to make judgments on people's mental health. Good. I'm here to help people. Good start. You know, someone's crazy enough. You put them in a straitjacket, right? And you put them in a rubber room. I don't. You, you call a paddy wagon. I don't know. You don't do that. Nope. Okay. So interesting start already. It seems like this character, Joey, who's being played by Fred Armiston, he just saw her sign because he lives next door to her and was like, okay, I'll schedule an appointment. And then he's really starting off trying to convince her that he's not quote unquote crazy, using a lot of judgmental language to describe working with people who might have mental health concerns that come to see her. Yeah, and so far she's doing a nice job of trying to address his concerns in a very understanding but very clear way of like, nope, that's not how this works. Or like, no, that's not like the term. She didn't ex- explicitly say this, but like, no, that's not the terminology you use. That she is kind of trying to reassure this person who seems like they may have some misconceptions about what therapy is. Why, why do they do that? What is that? Well, sometimes... Um, you must get serial killers in there, right? God, I hope I haven't seen any killers. But they, I, they, they chop people up oh goodness. You know, because they're so sick. Well, I They think, don't understand that, like, once you kill someone, that's enough. You don't have to keep going and chopping them up like they're in, you know, the deli. Okay. Joey, can I be honest with you? <laughs> yeah. You're doing a lot of shifting of subjects. I'd really like to know why you're here. Good question. Why is Joey there? <laughs> Yeah, she's trying to get him back on track a little bit. Like she she observed, he's shifting yeah. subjects a little bit, um, kind of getting into some odd territory. Maybe he's nervous. Maybe he is a serial <laughs> killer who chops up bodies. I don't know. I had know. the same question. Um, maybe that is true. She She's doing a nice job so far, though, staying calm, trying to redirect. And really, like, this is the first time she's meeting him, so trying to get to know him. What's, yeah. uh, what's kleptomania? That's stealing, right? It is. <laughs> Yeah, what is that? Stealing. What about colorblindness? That's the colorblindness. That's a lie, right? No, no. What about amnesia? I think it's not true. <laughs> it is. Isn't that convenient, though? Couldn't they say, I don't want to pay the bill. Uh, I have amnesia. I don't know what happened. I don't think it really works like that. You believe stuttering? I, yeah. I do, too. When people stutter, I go, I think that's real. <laughs> so now Joey is just listing various conditions or terms he's heard of and stating whether or not he believes they're true or not. Um... It's almost like this Joey kind of was like, oh, this is a psychologist or therapist. I see her sign. Let me just go in and ask her a lot of questions and find out information. Definitely things that he could have also just maybe Googled. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it just made me think that in a traditional therapy setting, not all do this, but a lot, you'll have some intake paperwork you fill out ahead of time that might ask a little bit of information just like about your background. But oftentimes there's like questionnaires or things even about like what you might be dealing with or what you might be coming in for. So this would be a great opportunity if she happened to have that paperwork to refer back to that and be like, so I see on your intake paperwork, you noted that you have been dealing with some anxiety or whatever the situation might be to try to like direct him back to like why he's there as opposed to these like very random off topic, not relevant things that he's going down on this rabbit hole. That's a very good point. And honestly, you know, it also helps because maybe someone did see a sign and it's like, call for an appointment. And you might wonder like, well, do I need an appointment? There can also be people that help to almost like triage or take your call and see like what your concerns are. Is this the right type of professional for you? Like, would therapy be helpful? And if they don't know, okay, let's schedule. But it seems like really there was no kind of filtering um, to figure out like if this is something he needed, wanted, would be beneficial. And it's almost like he just wandered in, right? So... Yeah, that's definitely the impression we get. Maybe that happens in Portland. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, you know what necrophilia is? Some people are so sick that they, you know, they climb on top of a body. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know what it is. You could hump two rocks. 
and it'd feel better than a corpse. Oh my goodness. And then what are you doing? You're done. Nice to meet you. Oh, sorry. You're dead. I do like nymphomania, though. That's a wow. Nymphomania. Hi, nice to meet you. You want to get married? I mean, that's a good disease to have. Say more about that, please. No, I will not. I don't have to answer any questions at this time. Okay. okay. <laughs> Freud said you wanted to do it with your mom, right? Uh, Freud did talk about the Oedipal complex. Sit with your mom. Go, hey, mom. You know, I know I'm having a good time looking through old family photos. You want to go up to the bedroom for a minute? Let me take off your blouse, give you a massage, you know, kiss in the neck. You can. I mean, that's my mom you're talking about. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Okay, uh, Joey, our time is actually up. A what? They've been in this session for two and a half minutes yes. now, and she's already saying the time's up. Yeah, time is up. He continues, though, on, like, a very tangential way of talking. You know, there there might be, we've talked about in some sessions, things like this, like almost the pressured speech or, like, tangential speech. There might be some actual things going on here, but it is hard to know because he's not really answering questions. And when she tries to ask him questions, he's like, I don't have to answer any questions, like, as if she's, like, the police. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some interpersonal stuff going on with him of, like, the way that he's interacting. It's almost like maybe he's trying to get a reaction out of her by saying these very, you know, inappropriate or very uncomfortable things. Or he's either completely oblivious to the impact that has on other people or it's intentional to try to, like, get some type of reaction out of her or to, like, deflect from whatever he actually is coming in for. Very true. And he does have a lot of... Like, some baseline knowledge of just various terms, or Freud, right? Like, he's heard of a lot of things, and he's just, like, throwing it all out there. Well, let's see how their last 30 seconds go. Let's see how he responds to her uh, indication that time's up. Yeah, cutting him off. (laughs) Got about five minutes before we've got to wrap up here, so. so. This is the session? Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought I had to, you know, put on, like, a butt gown and, like, sit up and. Oh, no. You, you go in here, the therapist? It's a rip-off. You never get past the waiting room. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I have to see her. I'm an infomaniac. Oh, goodness. Want to get married? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know, kind of one of the things that we talk about a lot in the podcast, though, misconceptions, right? And one of the things he was questioning at the end there is like, oh, wait, I didn't have a gown. I didn't have any kind of examination. It really just seems like he didn't really know, like, what to be expected in the therapy session. Maybe that's one of the things the therapist could have tried to give him a little bit of education about what therapy is and how it could be helpful. She keeps asking him, like, what are you here for? But maybe he honestly doesn't know what he's there for because he doesn't know what therapy is. So um, a lot of uh, miscommunication potentially there and also unfortunate that he runs into another patient at the end and tries to like direct them elsewhere because of his misunderstanding (laughs) yeah i mean he even says at the end like i get the impression he thought maybe the psychologist was a secretary that like he was like he didn't even get past the waiting room like he didn't even realize he was like how does that even happen that he doesn't know that this is the session like did she not introduce herself as a mental health professional and yeah, give some context sure. to like why he was there today. So yeah, we definitely didn't see very it. bizarre client, but it sounds like she could have done a better job of structuring the session so that there was more clear expectations um, in that meeting. Bizarre is the correct word. Let's hope that those types of sessions only occur in Portlandia and not in real life. <laughs> All right. 
So the next clip was submitted by Dr. Ashley Teasdale, who you may also remember was featured in our Scripture Spotlight last March. The clip is from the 1991 film, What About Bob? Have you seen that movie, Dr. Friend? What About Bob? I have not. I have heard of it, but I have not seen it. Same. And a lot of people have recommended it for the podcast, so I'll be excited to see this clip. So in this clip that was submitted by Dr. Teasdale, Bob Wiley, who's played by Bill Murray, meets his therapist, Dr. Leo Marvin, who's played by Richard Dreyfuss, for the first time. Oh, so another initial therapy session. Let's hope this one goes better. (laughs) I have a bad feeling that it will not. (laughs) Dr. Marvin, Bob Wiley. Thank you. Thank you for working me in. Hello. Should I call you Dr. Marvin or Leo? Hmm. Whichever you'd like. Call me Bob. Bob. So just initial introductions, but I want to point out, since the listeners cannot see, but Bob is shaking the doctor's hand with a tissue covering his hand. So he's not really, it seems like, wanting to make contact with the doctor. I do appreciate both of them being very uh, attentive to how the other person wants to be referred. Like, that's just a nice way of introducing yourself and asking how someone else wants to be referred to, just as a general starter. True. Is that your family? Yes. Oh, wait, let me guess. I'm very good at this. Uh, that's Harriet, and then Ronnie, Gretchen... Names. And Rita. Uh, wait, wait a second. Uh, Cecilia, Dorothy, and this is Kenneth, and (laughs) Bambi. This is my son, Sigmund, and my wife, Faye, and my daughter, Anna, and that's my sister, Lily. Sigmund. Lily. I was close. I would find this very interesting if a client came in and was trying oh, to yes. guess the names of people on my, like, how would you, like, one in a bazillion chance of getting that correct? Very difficult task. And I agree. If a person came in and right away was trying to guess names of pictures, like the people in my pictures, I would also find it very interesting. And you can tell the doctor's just kind of watching and observing him. <laughs> and then finally, just like kind of gives him the answer. <laughs> Yeah, like, we're not going to do this forever because we will spend your entire session with you guessing the names of my family members. Yes. It's a beautiful family. Thank you. Have a seat. (laughs) They're just staring at each other. Why don't I start? The simplest way to put it, I have problems. Uh, I worry about diseases, so uh, I have trouble touching things. Mm. Uh, In public places, it's it's, uh, almost impossible. I have a real big problem moving. Talk about moving. I thought it was really interesting that the therapist started by waiting for him to say something. Yes. That can happen, and it's effective here in that Bill Murray's character ends up opening up and basically telling him what's been going on for him in a pretty uh, accurate and, like, um, aware way. But I would say it's probably not typical that a therapist would just sit there in silence in your very, very first session without giving you, again, some context for what's going on in today's session and maybe giving an opening question of like, why don't you tell me what's bringing you today or what led you to make your appointment today? Very true. It's a, it's a much more passive approach, I think, than we typically see. And in, in my 
my guess or my understanding would be that it's largely more based in like a psychoanalytic approach that was done, you know, kind of more historically than what we see now, um, where they're just kind of passively waiting for whatever information the individual provides. And yes, Bob is more forthcoming and he's talking about the quote unquote problems that he has. And Dr. Sam was um, very attuned to the little hint we got with the, uh, you know, touching him with the (laughs) tissue um, as Bill Murray's character is explaining some concerns about diseases. Some of our listeners may have some inklings Mm -hmm. as to what might be a potential diagnosis for Bob based on the limited information we have so far. As long as I'm in my apartment, I'm okay. But when I want to go out, I get weird. Mm. Talk about weird. Talk about weird. Well, I get dizzy spells, nausea, Mm. cold sweats, hot sweats. It seems like he's almost describing some symptoms aligned with, with panic, right? Or panic attacks that we've talked about previously um and similar to our session on the woman in the window like maybe some agoraphobia maybe some panic type things going on here again the therapist continues to take a very passive approach instead of asking like a little bit more directive questions he just says tell me about weird tell me about this like he's not really probing yeah i do really like that he asked him to define weird though because essentially that leads bob mm-hmm. to describe potential panic symptoms so he's getting good information um i i really like that technique when a client uses a word and we're not really sure like what that means like weird could mean so many different things to different people so really wanting to him to like give more information on like what that actually means very true i always ask about that as well if someone you know i i'm happy happy, fine. Like, what does that mean for you? What does that feel like? So I agree. That is a good technique and he's getting good information. I meant, I guess I was kind of pointing out just his approach in doing that. Just very vague. Like, tell me about, tell me about. He just keeps kind of like opening it up in that way. But I do agree, Dr. Fran, that is a useful and important tool. (laughs) Yeah. Very open-ended questions that seem to be trying to elicit just like whatever is going to come to mind for this client. Yeah. (laughs) Fever, blisters, difficulty breathing, difficulty swallowing, Hmm. Blurred vision, involuntary trembling, dead hands, numb lips. Oh, goodness. Fingernail sensitivity, pelvic discomfort. A lot of symptoms here. So the real question is, what is the crisis, Bob? What is it that you are truly afraid of? Hmm. What if my heart stops beating? Hmm. Mm-hmm. What if I'm looking for a bathroom, I can't find it, and... My bladder explodes. I'm a little surprised at how Bob responds to that question because, again, it was like we go from these very open-ended, vague questions to all of a sudden, like, what are you really afraid of? Like, what's the crisis? Like, kind of dives in really deep there for a moment. Um, Doesn't seem to phase Bob, and he's able to, like, answer pretty quickly. And Dr. Marvin is the first to introduce fear. You're, I think you're right on that, too. Bob hasn't mentioned feeling afraid or scared, right? He's just kind of described, like, physiologically this, the way that he is experiencing things. But the doctor is identifying with the fear for him and then asking what he's afraid of. And it seems like he's afraid of some health things, right? He's afraid he can't find a bathroom. He's afraid his heart's going to stop. And that is a typical response that we can hear from individuals that do experience panic symptoms, that they are afraid that they're going to die or that their heart will stop or that something really, really bad, like Bob is describing, might happen to them. Have you ever heard of Tourette's syndrome? Mm-hmm. Involuntarily shouting profanity? It's exceptionally rare. Shit it, son of a bitch! Bastard! Douchebag! Twat! Numb nuts! 
Dickhead! Bitch! Why exactly are you doing this? Mm, good question. If I fake it, then I don't have it. Mm, interesting logic. You know, it's the same with the cardiac arrest. <laughs> Bob is mimicking a heart attack. Are you married? I'm divorced. Therapist is unfazed. <laughs> Doesn't even phase the doc. <laughs> unfazed. <Yeah. laughs> so now Bob is kind of acting out a lot of these things and saying that if he acts them out, it can't be real for him. Um, I will. I will say. I feel Dr. Marvin has remained very non-judgmental. Right, the way that Bob is presenting can be kind of surprising and alarming. And Dr. Marvin has remained very non-judgmental. He's not reacting. He's staying very calm, and he's just continuing to gather information and ask Bob more questions about himself. So I do like that approach in this instance. I agree with that. I would say he could border on, and maybe it's you. You all can't see this as the listeners, but I'd say he has this air about <laughs> him, like maybe he's like unamused or like annoyed. That's true. Um, <laughs> But it's a super subtle. But otherwise, I definitely agree that he is non not responding. He's not, um, you know, making a big deal out of Bob's outbursts or whatever you want to call them in the session. He's kind of just like remaining calm and collected, and like you said, non judgmental, and even like diverting the conversation back to something potentially relevant. Of like, okay, we don't need to focus on this pretend heart attack. Let's focus on something else that could be relevant. Exactly. He's gotten useful information, right? The way Bob is thinking about things and Bob's behavior. He's collecting all that information. And so he's like, let's kind of just move on and see what happens next. Um, I do agree, Dr. Fran. I think he's a little too stoic overall. But I think once Bob started demonstrating these behaviors, it was a helpful technique. <laughs> Would you like to talk about that? There are two types of people in this world. Those who like Neil Diamond and those who don't. <laughs> My ex-wife loves him. <laughs> so Bob was very redirectable. As soon as Dr. Marvin asked him a question, Bob answered it. Um, and I guess we can assume that he is no longer married. Is that what the Neil Diamond comment meant? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> We've not seen the movie. So definitely intrigued. And I wonder how the therapy continues. Um, I think we saw, you know, I think this is a good example of a different kind of therapist that we've seen before. So we haven't covered a lot of male therapists or psychologists um, on the podcast mm -hmm. yet. So that was uh, refreshing to see a male character as a therapist. Um I think overall, I thought Dr. Marvin was a little too stoic, a little too passive, but we did get, you know, he did gather a lot of interesting information, and I think we already were able to learn a lot more about Bob than we did about Joey in the first clip in the first session. Yeah, agree. If I had to pick one of these two to have in session, I think I would pick Bob. Yeah, same, probably. He at least has some insight or some awareness into why he's coming to therapy, so that's more than we can say for uh, Fred. Fred's character. True. And he's seeking help, right? He kind of right away puts it out there like, I have problems. And he's there to hopefully get some assistance for those problems. It ended up being a theme of today's second opinion sessions of like first interactions yeah. with a therapist or True. like that initial. And I would say the first therapist from Portlandia, she seemed fine. Um, she didn't have a lot to work with. That was a bit more challenging. <laughs> yeah, she didn't have a lot to work with there. That's true. You know, and 
And I think it's interesting because it shows the variety of approaches that may exist out there. You know, unfortunately, these are, um, most of them are comedic performances as well. So, you know, they're going to be hyperbolic and they're meant to be funny, like we often talk about. And, you know, Dr. Fran and I have also often talked about what we would expect in a first session, getting more information about what therapy is, how it's helpful, the type of therapy, what you can expect, um, maybe talking about the your goals, your concerns, getting to know you or getting to know the patient or client better um, is more of what we would expect to see in a real first session. (laughs) Well, I think that is our wrap up for today's second opinion session. Um, This was really fun. I really appreciate our listeners sending in some clips and it's always fun to surprise Dr. Sam, but it is also fun to kind of react both of us in real time to the clips that you all submitted. So thank you. It was super fun, and neither Dr. Fran or I had seen any of these clips, so they really were a surprise, and I, and now I'm like a little bit more intrigued about the movie of Bill Murray. You know, these are now things that we'll put on the list, maybe cover in more in-depth later, as we've often talked about, but very cool. So please continue to send in any sketches or scenes or things related to therapy. Um, it could also be psychological themes uh, more broadly, and we'd love to react to them in the future, but this was definitely a fun one and surprising. All right. Well, check out our website for the clips from today's session and for additional resources from previous sessions. And don't forget to leave a review for a free Freudian script sticker. Yes. And as always, just like I mentioned with the second opinion or otherwise, we love hearing any thoughts, questions that you have about the podcast or about psychology, any TV shows or movies that you all are interested in us putting on the couch. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Time's up. See you next session. We'd like to thank our producer, Brandon, creative director, Eric, and webmaster, Dot. <laughs>